0: You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Today
1: on Preaching Source, we're happy to have Dr. Barry McCarty, who serves as professor of preaching and rhetoric at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and he's also the chief parliamentarian of the Southern Baptist Convention so, Dr. McCarty, welcome to Preaching Source. Well, thank you. Uh, Daniel Dickert is is on my side of the microphone
0: today, and uh, Daniel, thank you for stepping in to uh, to interview me. It, uh, it wouldn't sound very good for me to interview me, so <laughs> thank you for interviewing me t- uh, today about what I think is going to be an interesting topic for our preachers who are listening.
1: Well, I'm happy to do it. And today's podcast is a very intriguing subject as we're going to discuss what do Hollywood screenwriters have to teach preachers about storytelling. So Dr. McCarty, today's podcast poses the question, as we've already stated, what do Hollywood screenwriters have to teach preachers about storytelling? And we certainly want to answer that question. But first, what led you to look for pointers on preaching from Hollywood? Well, it, it, we both tell
0: stories. Uh, actually, story is uh, the most prolific form of, uh, of information dissemination in, in society. I mean, most of our, uh, it's, it's the most common art form. Uh, everybody tells stories, everyone listens to stories. And uh, your first demand as a audience when you were a child was, tell me a story, read me a story. So from the cat in the hat to the days of our lives to the Lord of the Rings, uh, it's the most prolific art form. And so we, uh, we work, we play, we eat, we exercise during our waking hours, but a lot of that time is spent either thinking about our story or somebody else's story. And, and that's what uh, movie producers do. Essentially, a movie is a story. And I came upon a fascinating book by uh, the guru of most of the modern class of successful Hollywood screenwriters. His name is Robert McKee. And I came across his book that has just, uh, there's one word in the title. It's called Story. Uh, The subtitle is Substance, Structure, Style, and the Principles of Screenwriting. But Robert McKee, for years, for several decades, uh, has uh, held a workshop for Hollywood screenwriters, and there's been some actors, some producers, other people's gone through the the list of alumni to Robert McKee's storytelling. Uh, seminar and workshop. I mean, that list just runs right off the page. There are over 60 Oscar winners, 60 Oscar nominees, uh, Jeffrey Rush, Peter Jackson, the whole uh, shop at Pixar Pictures. Uh, these very successful screenwriters have been through Robert McKee's story seminar. And so I, I read his book, and as I did, it just leaped off the page at me. Wait a minute. The the very thing the secrets that he was revealing about what makes any story interesting where it was just such a natural template or description of most of the biblical stories. And over half the uh, Bible is narrative, and the parts that aren't narrative certainly have a story behind them. And so I just it, it just jumped off the page when I, I would read page after page of his book, and I thought, oh my goodness, how helpful this is to preaching.
1: That is helpful, and our audience today on Preaching Source, many of them are pastors and preachers. So, what does Hollywood have to teach preachers about storytelling? Well, first of
0: all, let let me identify uh, six or seven pieces of of a story as McKee approaches it for screenwriters. Uh, But stories are composed of events that take place in a setting so every story that's told it it's it's a series of events there's something happening in the story there there's some action you know producers when uh, the director when he wants to start filming he says action and so in a story there's always some action in the story that action or those events they take place in a setting there's a time a place a background uh, you know, most preachers, when they're dealing especially with a biblical narrative or really with any genre of Scripture, you, you want to do your biblical backgrounds. So, hey, was this the letter from Philemon? Well, who's Philemon? Well, he's a man that lived in Colossae, a friend of Paul, one to Christ by Paul. Uh, Well, what's he talking about? He's talking about this runaway slave. What's his name? Onesimus, a slave. Slavery, the first century. Paul's in prison, a thousand miles from Colossae. There's a letter that goes to Philemon, along with a letter Colossae. See, there's, there's this, did Paul ever go to Colossae? We don't think so. We don't know. Uh, but the road runs, you know, East, West through the Lycus Valley. So see, all of a sudden, as soon as we, you open the book of Philemon, you've got these questions about, okay, what's the setting? What's the scene? What's the history, the language, the time? So if uh, a story consists of events that take place in a setting, but those events, that action in the story, uh, those are centered on characters. Uh every event in a story is either caused by one of the characters or it affects one of the characters. So you have events, you have settings, you have characters. And the thing that that I found most valuable from McKee's storybook is that story uh, events happen around values that can shift at any moment. And maybe we can talk a little more in detail about that, because I think that's the most important piece are the story values. But in these characters' lives, these events, there are values that underlie what's happening there. And, of course, in the biblical narratives, there are always values, The whole purpose of Scripture is to communicate to us the mind and the character, the values, if you will, of God. Um, And as the story progresses, one of the things in the school of preaching... Uh, that we teach in text-driven preaching is you need to be sensitive to the genre of Scripture, and uh, when uh, you're preaching narratives, you want to look at the scenes. So in those scenes, those story values can change in the life of a character. Uh, Sometimes a series of scenes build to a major climax or reversal of a story value, that'd be called an act, and then a series of scenes or acts builds to a story. But those, uh, I, I actually found uh, McKee's structure of the pieces and parts of a story very helpful as a preacher looking at stories in Scripture. Hey, have I paid enough attention to the scene, to the background? Have I paid enough attention to... what are, why are each of these characters in this story? What's the action? What are the events? What are the values? So, uh, th- th- as you can tell, I'm rather
1: excited about this because I have just found it so incredibly helpful. A follow-up question, Dr. McCarty. How do those individual elements of a story relate to one another?
0: Well, I, uh, actually, uh, l- let's, uh, it, it, as you see, each one of them is a piece of the story, but the, the characters, we often focus on the characters Well, but we need to ask ourselves, what what are the characters doing? What are the events? What is the action? And then what are the values that are, is there a reversal of values, story values taking place in the scene? So all of those pieces and parts are really just, they are knit together in a
1: seamless fashion. Can you give us some biblical examples of how these story elements could help us understand and preach a passage? Well, uh,
0: first of all, let me define, it, it, it'll help if I define what a story value is from, from McKee. McKee said that a story value are, story values are those universal qualities of human experience that can shift from positive to negative or from negative to positive from one moment to the next. For example, uh, alive and dead, that would be a story value. Uh, so in in a story you may start with someone who is alive and then they're killed well that's that's uh, don't uh, don't think simply of moral value sometimes a story value is a moral or ethical value but in McKee's language a story value it, it's this 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 uh, quality of human experience that can be positive or negative so uh, you can be well and then you can get sick or take the miracles of jesus someone is sick and then he gets well someone's alive he could be killed someone is dead they could be raised from the dead so those uh, those polar those opposite opposing story values life and death uh, love and hate freedom and slavery truth and a lie Courage and cowardice, loyalty, betrayal, wisdom, stupidity, strength and weakness, excitement and boredom. See, uh, all of these opposing values are held in tension in the story, and they f- that's what makes the story interesting. The values flip. Uh, say, uh, the uh, story of the Good Samaritan a Jewish man has been up to Jerusalem to worship. Uh, was that a good thing about... Oh, that's a, a good thing. That's a great thing. I mean, for these Jews to go up to a feast to Jerusalem, that's a happy thing. Everything is well. And now the man's going back home. What a wonderful thing. Been to worship, going home. Ooh, he's fallen upon by thieves, and he's beaten. He's robbed. He's left for dead in the ditch. So all of a sudden, the man goes from having a great experience and and being safe to all of a sudden being on death's door. Ah, okay, so he's almost dead. Next scene, uh, there is a Levite coming down the road. Oh, uh, a fellow Jew. Surely he's... Ah, oh, we're relieved. He's going to get the help that he needs. No, the Levite doesn't help him. He goes by him. And so he's back at death's door. So he starts from positive to negative to hopeful, positive, then back to negative. Well, here comes a priest. Uh, You know, I forget who comes first, priest or Levi, but, um, you know, a priest comes out. Ah, a fellow Jew, a professional religious person. Surely he's going to help. No. And so the hope is raised, and then it's dashed. Uh, And then a Samaritan comes. Well, there isn't going to be anything good about that. That's a negative value. A Samaritan, an ancestral enemy of the Jews, what's he going to do? Go over and finish him off? Is he going to rifle through his pockets to find the, you know, a coin that the robbers may have met? You know, it's, it's, it's not good. Oh, all of a sudden, the Samaritan does something unexpected. He helps the man, bandages his wounds, t- does some extraordinary acts of generosity. So see, right there in that story, from scene to scene, you have these story values that are flipping uh, but these story values are changing. These dramatic turns of story values, they are uh, keying on event. The characters in the story do something. The man who goes to Jerusalem and then home is doing something. The robbers are doing something. The priest does something. Even doing nothing is doing something. The priest does something. The Levite does something. The Samaritan does something. And so that, that just, you know, whether it's Indiana Jones or, Jones or Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings opens, everything's fine in the Shire. Ooh, then there's this dark power and force. Uh, you have these powerless little hobbits, and ooh, all of a sudden they turn out to be the heroes. And so, I mean, any movie, any story, any book, any novel, any I would say just about any biblical passage, if you look for what's the setting, who are the characters, what's happening, what's the action, and most importantly, what are the story values that are changing,
1: that are flipping there? If I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that preachers, as they're dealing with narratives and stories, that they have to pay attention to the details and the shifts in the text. Is that correct?
0: Yes. Especially pay attention to to the shifts. Um, uh, the parables of Jesus. A, a lot of times, the the tension is is very natural and already built into uh, the the parable from the beginning. Uh, in in the parables, a lot most of uh, of the parables of Jesus are a story triad. Uh, you have some uh, authority uh, figure at the top. Uh, perhaps it's a father of a son who's a dutiful son and a prodigal son. Uh, perhaps you have a king who has a good servant and a bad servant. Uh, you have a bridegroom and and wise, you know, bridesmaids and foolish bridesmaids. I, all of these stories, you, you see these figures, and a lot of times the there are polar opposites that are interacting with this master character. Uh, you know, in the prodigal son, you, you have the... Uh, there's a flip in the story values. The good son who stays home and keeps his nose to the grindstone, uh, that's what we expect of him. And then the prodigal son, well, forget him. He's gone. He's Write him off. And then all of a sudden, those story values are flipped. It's the elder brother who needs to experience some teaching, some corrections, some repentance. The younger one experiences repentance and comes home that that's those are story values and the the tension the excitement the drama is just built right in i probably the greatest thing that mckee did for me it showed me the genius of the holy spirit in the way that the holy spirit has divinely structured a lot of the information that god uh, communicates to us in scripture and and uh, Robert McKee uh, McKee didn't really invent these natural parts of stories he discovered what is innately in the human brain this is how this is what we look for in stories the reason we are drawn to characters and scenes and action and opposing story values that's just the way God has wired our brains to process information. And the Holy Spirit, and, you know, having created us, and now He communicates, He knows exactly how to communicate with the creatures that, you know, He's created.
1: Wow, now that's helpful. Would the principles you've discussed with us apply just to narrative preaching, or would it be helpful in developing other biblical genres as well? Well, the connection
0: to narrative preaching is obvious, you know, because narrative preach, uh, narrative passages are stories, but I, I really think that they have a broader application that even uh, poetry has a setting. Uh, epistolary literature has a setting. There's a story behind that. Um, actually, Robert McKee's book, Story, uh, my son, my oldest son, gave that book to me, and my son is a marketing strategist he's he's done consulting work for adidas and levi and procter and gamble but essentially uh Ryan taught me about uh marketing strategy that it's telling the story effectively telling the story of your product uh for for your customer and in fact i think his tagline for his company is we tell the story uh and so he's the one that really recommended this book to me and I started thinking well wait a minute if marketing strategists can think in terms of story then maybe preachers ought to think in terms of story but i already mentioned earlier in our talk today uh philippians or philemon you know and the fact that hey this is an epistle it's hortatory literature is you could you you're not going to classify this as a biblical genre, as narrative, and yet there are so many pieces and parts of what is happening. As Paul pleads with Philemon, the setting is—there's just so much in that setting and these characters. What did Onesimus do, And, and what was the relationship there? How did Onesimus find Paul? Did he go looking for him? Rome is a thousand miles from Colossae. Did God's providence take him there? A lot of questions we don't know, but what we do know is he did find Paul and found Christ, and now he's being sent back. Uh, Did Philemon ever heed Paul's pleas to accept Onesimus back and forgive him, not as a slave, but now as a brother? We don't know, but Paul says at the end of the letter, prepare a room for me, because I plan to come to you. <laughs> He's going to inspect what he expects there. But see, that's uh, you, I, I, I wouldn't dare preach Philemon without some of the biblical background to set the, to set the instruction of the letter in the human context, which is a story. So all of those epistles... They flow somewhere out of a missionary journey the Apostle Paul or uh, Corinth. Boy, what drama there! Hey, they're good, they're bad, they're good, they're bad, they're good, they're, they're wise, they're confused, they're wise, they're, you know? But there's So I would say uh, for preachers is whether your passage is narrative or poetry, prophecy, or epistolary literature, I would say always look for the story, even if you're not dealing primarily with narrative. Do justice to the setting of the epistle that you're preaching. Do justice to the psalm that you're preaching. Do justice to the pericope of prophecy because there's a human and divine setting for those things. And in those settings, you're going to find story. And in stories, you're going to find, there's going to be some action. Something's going to be happening. It's going to be happening to a character or it's going to be affecting a character. And watch for those values. That are held in tension.
1: Preachers, you've heard it here on Preaching Source. Order Robert McKee's book, Story. And I'd also recommend that you buy the book, The Art of Old Testament Narrative by Stephen Matthewson. Two books that will help you as you seek to grow as a preacher in the art of storytelling. Dr. McCarty, it's been a joy to have you today on Preaching Source. Thank you for joining us. You are very welcome.